Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we've been playing through The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. In this episode, we're finishing the game. I am so relieved. (laughs) I am real happy to be done with this. Yes. Uh, We don't have a lot to go through necessarily in this episode. Um, We've we've collected our medals. We're going to go and take them to Zao's. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I meant to say before, Zao's looks kind of like Ganondorf to me. Yeah, he's got he's got a look that's kind of like a male Gerudo, like Ganondorf. I can see. Yeah, that. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't catch on to that, but yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was meant to be some kind of reference. Sure. Um, we go and we go and take our medals to him, and he's just like, "Oh, great, you've got them." Uh, this is going to take a while. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, okay, he's serious. Because uh, if you go and talk to him again, he's just like, kid, this is going to take a while. Like, you mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, I, it, it, this isn't a thing where you just give it to me and I give you the, the thing back, right? So, it's like a big uh, Goron sword sort of thing. One hour smithers. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, come on back later. I don't know, except we don't have a sun song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I did is I went and reset my game like six times uh, <laughs> because we had talked about before uh, where sometimes you can only get the mail to trigger certain things if you've quit out of your game. And so I went and did that literally like at least five times. And every time I kept turning it back on that mailbox on Zaza's Island was dancing around and was giving me more things. and was saying all this stuff over and over. I got the um, invitation to go see Gongoron on the <laughs> DS Island to go do that game. Like Brian was talking about. Perfect. Timing. Yeah. Uh, and just a number of different things from different people, like from some of the, I, I, I want to say it's from every person that you've interacted with on the islands for, you know, mainline quest reasons right like if we go to an island that there's a a temple there or something um there is a letter that you will get only when you quit the game and turn it back on again and i hadn't been doing that i didn't need to do that yeah Uh, i must i must have been doing that like when i i guess it's just when i'm done with a zelda game i I save and quit to the menu i save 12 times and then quit to the menu at least back in the day but yeah I save and just put it in sleep mode personally, but that's just yes. me. Yeah. No, I was doing that too. Um, I did want to go through, I needed to check where before we, we saved Tetra, 
we got that scene where she was like, save me link falling into a portal thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and after you do that, you get nothing. There's no, it's weird. Like you would think there would be something in place of it to be like previously on Zelda. I, I didn't even notice that either that I wasn't getting those every time I came back to the game. But what we need to do at this point is get a letter from Jolene basically telling us, uh, you know, I don't like you, kid, but I admire you, but this still isn't over. We need to fight and come find me. Yep. So yep. if you get that, after you get that letter, you go on your boat and Lineback will talk to you about it. And he'll just be like, you aren't seriously going to go and fight her. And it's like, dude, I've fought her so many times now. Why right, does but, this be any different? Right. But she like means it this time. You can tell like the... The ink, there's just like, she used so much ink when she wrote this. And you go through this thing where Lineback talks about, he he asks you, he's just like, are you prepared to fight? And I'm like, yeah. Like, why would, I don't understand why I'm being prompted about this now. Because <laughs> uh, this get, is the thing that will get us to the sword. We're yeah, gonna- but it's still not like there's no, this is no turning back. Like, this is just, we, we, cause even then it doesn't start the thing. We go out there and we still have to like engage her the same way that we did before. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's funny though. I, I did this, uh, cause he was like, you want to, you want to fight her? I'm like, sure. And then when I got out there, I was like, no, and, and left because I, I wanted to go get some boat parts. I wanted to, do some more treasure uh, charts. And so I just warped out of there. And then when I was finally ready to advance the story, I had to go hunt her down again. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. I should have just taken the chance while I had it to get this over with. Right. Yeah, they're going to ask you a lot in this episode if you're prepared to fight. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I, have been, I have been trying to fight as much as I could to get through this from the very start you don't need to be asking me (laughs) don't you Um, don't you know who i am i'm ready for anything don't you people know me i'm the hero of this world so when we do engage with jolene she shows up on there we have almost the exact same kind of fight we've had before except you do have a moment at the end where she's like you think you got her and then she's just like not yet and then (laughs) you just have to do it one more time yeah uh, and then she basically explains, like, I know what you're doing. I know you're collecting all these medals, and it takes guts to try to take on this monster. And I hope you survive, kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, she doesn't. I was, I was waiting for her to like give us something important. You know, mm-hmm. like something, something to like be like, I'm okay. You know what? You've per- you've made a point. I I know what you're doing. Let me help you out. Instead, she's just like props and then just like leaves (laughs) she also lets like she tells you essentially that she knows lineback is in the box she's known yes which i did enjoy yeah 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 she she essentially gives us a a completed character arc really that's just like i have come around on you goodbye 
Right. And then Linebeck does explain, which I feel like we all kind of knew this kind of thing just because of like who Linebeck is, where he explains that they used to run together and all of this. And then things got too serious for him. So he broke it off with her and took a bunch of her stuff along with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Linebeck. <laughs> you can. I mean, Linebeck sucks. Yes. Know, like, yes, he does. He's not very endearing. He doesn't get those, like, even his his softer moments that you're supposed to, like, empathize with him or anything. It's more of just like, oh, you're just a coward. Like, that's really it. Uh, you know, we do get, we will get a moment near the end where he does a thing where I'm just like, okay, this could be interesting. And then it just, nothing really happens with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So after we have this interact, our, our final interaction with Jolene that does give us enough time to go back to Zao's and he will give us the phantom sword, but not but... a complete sword, literally just the blade. Uh, we can't really do anything with it. Uh, He's like, what? I gave you, here's the sword. I thought we here's were going to well, like, take apart our old sword and stick the blade into it. <laughs> yeah sure why not wouldn't that i mean yeah i mean we'll, it would work we'll get a cooler sword but i mean but it would work you know for now right right um and we how does that work so celia then goes and tells us hey go talk to grandpa yeah he'll be able to help us out with this so we go back to the first island and go find oshu and he just like Oh, I see you got the sword. Anyway, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me the Phantom Hourglass? I got an idea. And we do get a nice <laughs> funny moment where it, it interrupts the he he it does the link is gonna do the da 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 like animation of him like pulling something out. <laughs> it gets interrupted in the middle of it and Oshu just <laughs> takes it and he's like, Here, give it to me. He just like swipes it. <laughs> like I I said before, great visual comedy in this game. One of the few things mm-hmm. it has going for it. And the, those are the kind of jokes, though, that are there for the diehard fans, right? The, pe- the people that have been playing a lot of these games and all that. And when I see those things, all I think of, like, is if you wanted to make a game for Zelda fans, why did you make this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Uh, but what Grandpa does is he merges the phantom hourglass with the phantom or with the phantom sword i keep going back and forth between phantom and spirit spirit sword sounds so much cooler well Uh, well, guess what yeah actually i don't know i'll maybe i'll probably get one later yeah but i'm not sure we merge those together and then we get the true phantom sword and now it's got a clock in it Uh, so I mean, that's that's, that's a, the first step in any giant leap of technology is when you put a clock in it, you know things are going to start happening. Right. And then in the next game, we're going to get a pager put in it. Yeah, and then it'll be um, able to play Doom. Yes. So with this, our path is now open to go to, back to the Temple of the Ocean King and to finish this. I, for good so, measure, I went and saw Friedel for the first time because I was like, oh, yeah, 
because I keep passing that cave, and I'm like, I already, I already messed with that cave. I already did that. So, but I forgot to like finish the cave actually. So, right. This is like the point of no return in a way. Like you can go back, but after this, it's just one after the other. This is the end of the game. Uh, so I don't know. Is there anything else that we wanted to that we we didn't talk about in this before we wrap things up? Uh, I, I finally upgraded my sword. Uh, I didn't bother getting the other upgrades because I didn't have enough spirit whatevers, and I wasn't going to go find them. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I see. I thought about it at this point because I had sixteen power orbs i figured i'd missed one inside the temple and i was like they were probably really early on i you know i looked at a list of of you know like where the last three would be and and then i remembered i've only gotten two of the warp points because i've only really seen maybe three or four of the golden frogs altogether, and and the only two warp points i have are right near each other in the southeastern area and i'm like those just that doesn't does me no good i'm not gonna sail around this whole map just to find these you know hunt these three things down so yeah well, even knowing what i know now we've all finished this game at this point uh you don't need to worry about upgrading your sword i just because i we're thought not, i was that close i was like why not sure well, sure but there isn't like an incentive to it because the way the fights play out going into the Temple of the Ocean King, right. we don't yeah, need we'll to get worry to about having a strong sword. Like, our sword is powered up. We'll talk about what this new power does mm-hmm. later, but getting that other power up to make the sword a little bit stronger isn't is not is not going to help you at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with, I was, I was mostly using the shield through all of this. Maybe it'll make a couple points where you can, like, you, know, you get access to a weak point of an enemy mm-hmm. a couple times a couple might have made it a little quicker but that's, that's yeah. it that's what i that was generally i was gonna say going forward is for the most part i have my shield on and then when i know the weak point's about to hit i'll just hit select and pop the sword upgrade on for the hits and then go back to go back to being protected by nehru's love that's a strategy mm. yes good idea anything else uh, you can only get nine hundred, or uh, you can only get Dreamcast amount of money. Nine nine ninety nine. It maxes out there. I yeah, I think I finished with maybe like twenty three hundred. Yeah. Um, I didn't do nearly as many. I just sold everything at the things. end to the and you know, let's point it out, very very awfully stereotyped uh, merchant guy, but yeah. Yeah, I sold him all my uh, things at the end there. The guy on Mercay Island, uh, it's it's kind of gross. <laughs> so, all right. So before we go into our last trek through the Temple of the Ocean King, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll see what's waiting for us on the other side. On the Super Nintendo Dad's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? Sega Slingshot. 
Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What does that even mean? Samurai pizza cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. I'm gonna die! Right here on Greenlit. This is Snake. Hey, Snake, it's Sam. Who are you? Sam, from the brand new PlayStation podcast, Polygon Symphonies. Is that so? Yeah, it's a podcast that's exploring the PlayStation library. Impossible. Well, not really. Each week, we take a game, play it, and then we rank it in our grand list of games. Is that right? Yeah, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't mean to sound sarcastic. That's okay. Just check out Polygon Symphonies, the PlayStation podcast from the Greenlit Network. So it is time for our final descent through the Temple of the Ocean King. Uh, I definitely used my shortcut to jump down a few levels. Mm -hmm. It still is just not enough of a shortcut. Yeah, I I was expecting there to be like a second shortcut that we would unlock eventually, but that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. mm -mm. And for a game that makes you return to this dungeon over and over and over it like you would think that the last time they would do something to mix it up, but the only thing that mixes it up is now the dungeon's easier because you can kill things. Yeah. So, okay. Did I miss something? Because I didn't realize that with our new sword, we could kill those phantoms. Oh no. Yeah. They tell you. So, who tells me? I forget. Does Osha tell me? Shella or Osha or something? I don't remember. Somebody tell. Yeah, they say something about it. I thought. Yeah. 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 I, I ended know. up. I. I probably could have saved myself a good twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but there was also some other things where I didn't realize, like, oh, I didn't have to do this floor at all mm-hmm. because I could have gone through this one door. And with my hammer, I could have bounced over and been in the next area. Oh, was there were there feet somewhere? Yes. Oh, I missed that. In the floor oh, where you have to hit the you have to hit the four switches that are up on the second on like a higher level. Yeah. One of the rooms, as soon as you get in there, there's one of the stairs are just open and you can just go down into there and it takes you down to the next floor. And then you got a little hammer thing down there that you got the feet, you stand on it, pops you over. You didn't have to do that floor at all. Well, I'll be dipped. I, I was I, very upset when I saw that. I oh, I'm I'm upset. Too, but that's because I, I like this and I wanted to do that. <laughs> I actually, yeah, no. I, once again, I had fun. So, I I don't think it's. Uh, I think it it feel this time around. It feels more speed runish to me. I like why I like it, but maybe more in game time as opposed to like in real time because I spend a lot of my time sitting there staring at my different charts for different floors looking for stuff and trying to find the most optimal way through, even if it's not the fastest way. Cause I'm just sitting around doing stuff, looking at stuff or using my bomb shoes to explore spots or, you know, whatever finding new stuff. I, I took new notes. I took more notes as I went through here. 
knowing full well that I will probably never play this file again or look at it ever. And I was still adding to my notes. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I, <laughs> outside of being able to kill the phantoms, I mostly did the same thing. Like I knew how to get through the floors. Um, yeah. There's one instance where I used the hammer, but it was like after it was practical to use the hammer. Like I was already beyond the point where it was a shortcut. Yeah. It like popped down some spikes or something yeah. like, oh, now I don't have to run all the way around this you know, mm-hmm. to take the long way around. I could just, yeah. Yeah. Or it, it opens a chest, the big chest somewhere. Yeah. And you're just Give like, you a, Oh, a force gem. I'm not going to yay, use <laughs> courage orb. Ha oh, fun. That's another thing we should point out is that now if you kill all the phantoms on a floor, you get a prize. It'll but unlock it's a, a chest somewhere. It's a garbage prize. They're it's all like, garbage prizes. It's like it's like worth 50 rupees, and I'm like, that's all I have. Yeah, they're all garbage prizes. But, like, they don't even give you, like, the good item for your thing. Or, like, one of the 150 rupee or 800 rupee items for your particular uh, economy. I don't know. Uh, they give you the one that's worth nothing. I think the items differ from place. Like, Were they all Ruto crowns for you? No, I thought I got a gold ruby, no. but that could have been a different chest. I, at some point, I yeah, at some point we get like uh, an increasing, yeah, we get like a gold ruby at the very end. But for most floors, they're Rudo crowns. I think I get, I got one special item that was worth the 1500 for my universe, but that was it. I got like a pearl necklace, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. The last floor that we have to deal with when we get down to there is so dumb. Awful. Uh, <laughs> also, if you don't, if you hadn't done one, if you didn't know that you could kill these phantoms, it's like, what am I supposed to do here? I don't understand. But two, also, if you did not preemptively toss down a red pot, that gives you a little pool of like, yeah, invisible whatever, and it m- makes you invisible in a little spot. We haven't really talked about that. Is there a red I've pot? I rarely use that. Yes. Oh, I is didn't there a red it. pot in that room? Oh, you didn't use that. No, nope. I didn't even yes. see one. Yes. What happens is when you get down into there, three phantoms appear, and then they move in a pattern that you can like. Pattern. I'm, I'm here. Okay. 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 <laughs> BC, how was this for you? Explain to me what happened here. So this room was a nightmare, uh, and I knew <laughs> what to do, but I guess I didn't know there was a red pot. So you walk in the room, and when you went in this room the first time, it was clear like something was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a boss battle, but instead it just does the same thing this game has done the entire time of throwing like... <laughs> eight regular enemies at you and calling it a day. Um, Yeah. yeah. So you walk in and there's a formation of three phantoms. They kind of walk in a triangle pattern, or at least that's what it seemed like they were doing. And they start that way. Yeah. And you have to go down and you have to jump down and kill the phantoms. If you get seen, um, 
the stairs are cut off and the only way to travel back up to the top for safety is to dig a hole and ride an air current fun yeah. fact they can hit you while you're in the air uh, yes they know. can <laughs> yes they can at some point they can't hit you but like i was like oh as soon as i leave the ground they're not going to be able to hit me they can definitely hit you um i was like i'm gonna be safe i'm gonna i made it i mean i'm like like 60 percent of the way up i've got it i got no they they still knocked me out of the air yeah and they still one hit you they still one hit you that takes your time away and if you if say you didn't have an amazing run, but you're like, I made it to the final floor, <laughs> you could have all your time taken from you. And I forgot to bring up that there was an earlier. I think the second or third time we went through this, I ran out of time at the end. No, we didn't talk about that. I, yeah. And I know I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I brought this up. Uh, and I had to get through it because once your time runs out, it's not over over. You just that's when you start taking uh damage again, like the very the very first time we got here. So mm-hmm. I had to it was harrowing, but I was like drinking potions and like I barely made it through alive, which I would have been very upset <laughs> if I had to redo it again, even if even though I like this the you know, the temple. Yeah, I sorry. So- um, I wasn't even thinking about time at this point. Like I had so much time left that it, yeah. One, I, Me too. I, I guess in my head, I thought the time didn't tick down in this room, but it was also just, I had so much time. I didn't care. So, um, the problem, I think I got the there with like six, it's Sorry. like progressively harder phantoms. So you start with the normal ones, then you get the fast red ones and then you get the teleporting ones, which the teleporting ones are actually on the other floor is the easiest to kill because you can just yeah stand outside of a safe zone, get seen. They all teleport to you, yep. and then you just stab them. Um, yeah, and then you just you can just take. They all come to you. It it makes it a lot easier. But yeah, here it was kind of a nightmare to just have to not get seen and kill three teleporting dudes. I eventually just sniped them with arrows, but. It's more tedious than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. not challenging, mm-hmm. just no. tedious. It's yeah, it's it's gross. The I, I thought for a second I was like, because there's it, it's just chaos. There, there's nothing really t- to it other than chaos. Like you, you try and kill one of them, and then then you have to go to the air current to jump out, and then I could usually get two in one go but i couldn't you can't get like two on the first try you just just take out one and get out of there and then i i sort of had the idea of using bomb chews to like make a noise to distract them and i'm like oh maybe there is some order to this but it was just as much of a pain to even try and make that work and it and it failed more often than not i think you can throw a pot for that Um. yeah but I didn't try. Yeah, that's true. So after we do all that, the door opens. We we completed it. We get to go into the Good final job. area. Um, and we we get this like cool looking path that it's like it's this bridge. It's got some nice 
blue like cave watery look to it where like you know you get the water you get the light reflecting off the water along the the walls of the cave and all that stuff um but you go across there and then seal is like there's no turning back here and they they really emphasize that by as soon as you get across there the bridge just falls underneath you except there's totally turning back (laughs) <laughs> Except yes, right after that they give you a teleportation point. Which, but the thing is, it's not one that we'll be able to just like go back freely. No. This just will kick you back to the beginning and be like, you can try again if you want. And I'm like, why would I want to try again? No, it no. takes you. You can go back. This one will let you go back. Yeah, because I left and then um, I bought oh. something and I came back. I left and came back. Okay. Oh, okay. I assumed this was the same as, or was it? Yeah, I avoided this thing like the plague. It looks like I I did not want to accidentally step into it. Yeah, I was, Mm. I was on the fence. It looks like one of the ones that doesn't let you return, but it like pops you out near the like altar where you got the hourglass, and then you can go back into it. So. So we go through all of this, and then this is where we we finally actually meet Bellum. Now, the DS could only do so much, but the cinematics of this kind of sucked. Uh, this is like supposed to be the uh, a big bad villain and all this stuff. And again, they haven't characterized this creature at all. We've we've mentioned it a few times. We're going to mention it again near the end of this. Uh, In Majora's Mask, there's so much more, like, lore and characterization that we get throughout it of, like, this villain, even if it's, like, this is a one-off villain, we don't have a history with them or anything like that. And then Bellum is just, like, we are are showed in picture, and it's just, like, this is the bad guy thing that you're going to fight. I'm going to push back a little bit on that so much characterization and lore in Majora's Mask, but, yeah, they do a better job of it than this game ever does. We get, like, one mention of this thing and that's compared about it. to any other zelda game like yeah. any zelda game before it brian like yes no no no, no. Mask, that's you fine. did not get that <laughs> that's fine but we've had we've had so much of that since this game mm-hmm. you know we did twilight princess before this we got a lot more character stuff there like they had they had the ability to tell stories here mm-hmm. but they chose not to oh yeah no we we get one kind of shadowy cthulhu uh outline eyeballs everywhere monster and that's about it that's like the most we get like we get a big old speech about how evil this thing is to be like see we're the good guys because this thing is just completely chaotic evil so uh you're good there's your purpose move on get out of here go right so we get into here and you just see bellum as this like plant squid thing just writhing around in a poisonous pool thing in the center but the room that we're in is like is three levels and my mind immediately went to okay i'm gonna go up a level i'm gonna throw bombs into its mouth or something yep Yep. Um, there's gotta be a reason why these stairs are here right yeah so i immediately went and did that because i was just like i can't swing my sword at it or anything and i had to Wait until Ciela told me. She said, don't you have something to remove the darkness from it? I was just like, 
what darkness? I don't know this creature. I don't yeah. know what it's supposed to look like. Like, there's nothing that really prompted me to be like, oh, obviously I need to pull these things off of there because they're these, what we're pulling off are these like purple cloudy looking things. Yeah. I'm they, like, it, I didn't know that that was something hanging on it. The DS just, it, it, it just didn't make it look obvious like what it was. Uh, it's also spitting these bad guys at us. And so I was trying to, I thought maybe they played into it because it took me a while to figure yeah. it out. And I thought maybe I had to use my grappling hook to go f- to the thing it spit at us. And then from there, like, you know, maybe point A to point B sort of thing. And no, that didn't work. So I put my grappling hook away because I was like, well, clearly that I don't need to use that. And right. I, I think she was just like, after a while, I don't think you have to wait till she says something, but... I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was in the same boat as Brian in that I thought killing the the minions was going to do something. And I just had to wait until Ciela said, hey, hit it with a grappling hook. Um, it's nice that the grappling hook, I think, instantly kills the minions, too. Uh, yeah. So that's helpful. But It's not nice when, you're, when your big aha moment is I go from them to the creature and then it dies immediately and you're like well that wasn't it but i felt really smart when i thought of it (laughs) right so we do that it opens it it's it gets stunned and we can actually hit it with our sword um phase two it does go up to the next level so we have to run up there to that and this this part i thought was so cool um where you had to use your arrows to shoot its like tentacles uh, that it's holding itself up on, on these pillars, but you have to like see it across from the other side. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be running in a circle and you'd see it like, you know, in the, in the quote unquote distance and have to do it that way. And I thought that was, I thought that was really neat. Uh, and, but unfortunately we don't get like a real, the next phase is this again, except the eyes close. <laughs> And you just have to time that out right. And he does, he, Bellum does some more attacks. And you just have to be dodging those. But then, you know, after after you do enough, Bellum falls down. It does that. I, didn't it do the noise, that Zelda noise of like when something was stunned, that it was like a, or something like that? I think it, there, that's like a, I, I, did, I can I hear it in like the 64. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I hope that sounds good on, on, <laughs> in the audio, uh, but the, after you do that, well, the like with the the thing I liked about the arrow shooting the arrows was um, that your pers- your perspective is a little bit different than Link's, and so like you can you, you, like there's pillars around that will get in your way and you'll hit them, but sometimes you can't see the eyeball, but from where Link is standing, it's it, you can actually hit it if you aim right, and so. Sometimes I was taking blind shots behind pillars because I'm like, I've got the opening. I need to take it. Um, But I wish that there was a way to move while aiming the arrow. If only there were game. a lot of things in this game, Brian. Some sort of way to control two actions at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But we, we don't have any buttons to do that, so it's impossible. Uh, uh, Brian, to the contrary, we... I ended up a lot of times shooting a pillar because I thought I could see 
the target. <laughs> yeah. But really, yeah. I can yeah. see a pillar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we do this, after we do it like the third time, it spits out this glowing ball. What is that glowing ball? It's Ciela's memories. We're mm-hmm. gonna, she gets a, she gets a few more memories. Oh, that makes that makes um, sense. Yeah, you guys no, no, save no, your memories in a glowing ball <laughs> and store it deep below the surface in an Never seen evil. your consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- this this light was green, Brian. Yeah, it didn't change Ciela's color at all. No, but it was green. But it was very uh, couragey. Yes. Now, Ciela remembers a thing. Oh, right. I can stop time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good. To I don't know. know why my gems couldn't do that. And so now the the last phase of this phase that we have to deal with, um, Bellum is just running around in circles at the bottom. And weirdly enough, it's really easy to dodge. Yeah. I don't know if, like, I didn't Hug have any problem just getting, yeah, just any, either side, inside or outside, I think. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't get touched by this creature. And I'm like, am I just, could I just stay here this whole time and it just wouldn't touch me at all? This thing just doesn't care, just has a mind of its own. Pretty much. But what we have to do now is, uh, Cielo will launch out a an orb. That we then grab the orb. Okay. That gives us that gives us a a, a charge. Right. That right. we can then <laughs> activate, which turns the screen into photo mode, it almost looks like. It yeah. does a weird thing on the screen where it puts these lines on there as if we were like taking a picture. That makes sense. Yeah. No. Um I've seen all of this su- before in real life, yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to draw a figure eight on the screen or a an hourglass. It's it's just a figure eight. Like they say, like draw a an hourglass. You know, like a figure eight symbol. Like I'm sure in the I'm sure there was like early testing where they said, yeah, draw an hourglass, and they were like, I can't. What do you mean an hour? Like how? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. You know, um, like a figure eight. Oh yes, yes, of course. Right. Okay. I was I was keeping just a little little swoops in the middle there. <laughs> I didn't want all that. I was doing. I was drawing a base on right. there as I was doing it. Put little legs um, on the bottom of the base. Dotted it with sand, right? Put uh, put carved a little embellishment into like some pillars around it. You know, I made it real nice. When we so do you're that, say something, it PC. does. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say we've been asked to draw an hourglass in this game, uh, and I tried to draw it the way that we've been previously asked to draw an hourglass in this game. <laughs> That's not the way that they want you to draw an hourglass, <laughs> and I think. Nope. And I'm probably this is probably me being dumb, but when I thought figure eight, I thought like infinity sign sideways figure eight, but <laughs> that didn't work for me. So uh, well, when uh, when when I kept trying to do the figure eight in the first place and it wasn't working, I was like, maybe they want the to be sideways infinity symbol. So I did that too. And also, while this is happening, you have control over Link. So, yeah, so Link is doing spins yeah, and acti- moving in little circles. Yeah. Activating photo mode doesn't make Link stand still. You know what you don't have control over? You don't have control over changing your items. So. Oh. 
Oh. Is that what it toggles, really? That's what you're toggling, I guess. That is the item that you're using at that time, I guess. Huh. I, I know you can't change, like, the little... It changes the, the UI. So if you needed to, say, take out a potion and drink it, you need to mm. stop the... Uh, the hourglass mode, and then oh, go into no. your menu and drink the potion. Oh, no. <laughs> but when we do this, uh, it does it freezes everything for, I don't know, 10 seconds, something like that. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the number shows like 130, but it countdowns. It does not. It's not 130 seconds. Yeah, it's like an it arbitrary, like, you know, unit of measurement. Yeah, why? Like I don't I don't understand that at all. I thought it was like maybe it was maybe it was like isn't one twenty seven something? Isn't there or one twenty eight something computing know. wise? I don't know. Let's just oh yeah, I um I was gonna say like uh, is it counting every six frames a number goes down or something? Who knows? Um But with that we can hit the hit the weak point on Bellum and that, that wraps up this phase. We we didn't uh, mention. I think when we get the Phantom Sword, we now get the super super duper spin. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that was another thing that uh, someone told us at. I forget exactly what point we unlock that ability, but it's like you can do a super spin. So if you spin three times, three spin attacks in a row, you can do the crazy tornado of doom from wind waker basically uh it it's uh kind of fun to do that during the temple of the ocean king because it you move faster um mm. you do a little get a little dizzy at the end but i you go so much faster so i was doing that a lot to like save time but also to attack him here sorry yeah is that what we're supposed to do during the final boss fight i did that a lot i didn't know i could do that and that makes sense yeah, I would switch from my uh, my shield to my sword upgrade, and you have to switch to the to the sword upgrade before you successfully stop time. All right, once you're in that mode, it won't let you do anything. But so I'd have to do it ahead of time. So after we do some damage on, after we kill Bellum. Uh, we get a cutscene of it freaking out, and it's like destroying the area around us, and all of that. Ceiling and, starts falling on us. Yes, and we're we're freaking out. We don't know how to get out of here, and then suddenly we are teleported out. Yep. And right at the last Whoop. second, a thing cr- comes crashing down right where we're at. Then we cut over to Limebeck's boat, and we are then. Popped back into there, dropping right on line. Oh, dude! And the the best Funny. shot in the whole game. I, I think the important detail here is that we're free, and we're free falling. <laughs> <laughs> it just you, uh, we pop into air, you know, and they they have this kind of slow mo like Link realizing like uh oh sort of moment as he kind of mm-hmm. falls. I just I love the. It's a good shot. It's a really good shot. So Oceus was the one responsible for bringing us back here. And at this time, we also see Tetra's statue is acting weird. and Or at least Linebeck's been staring at it. Yeah. It, but she turns back to normal. Tetra's back. And she explains to us, 
I saw everything. <laughs> Bored now, reading your mind. <laughs> yeah, and we get some dialogue, or we get some lines from Osius here where he's like, well, now that you've killed Bellum, I, sacrif- I I gave a little bit of my my energy that I got back to 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 bringing Tetra back. And don't worry, she'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, so we'll do the next phase of the final boss. We'll just we'll leave her here. She'll be okay. He's like, she'll be fine. But then she kind of pops up, like like immediately is better. I'm like, oh, cool. So she'll be here for all of this, huh? Well, no, no. We were under the impression we were done because they're all just like, they're celebrating. Oh. Tetra's like, thank you for saving me and all that. Then there's suddenly a noise and they're just like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And then a tentacle shows up and grabs her and takes her away from us. I was not Um, thrilled to see that tentacle. I was like, great. All right. Mm, Cool. Has anyone ever been thrilled to see a tentacle? Oh, there's people that are very thrilled to see tentacles. I guess. Um, Yeah. I was not one of them. So. We go up on deck and we see Bellum is back up there and it has Tetra and it went back to the ghost ship again. We're back at this ghost ship again and it sort of merges with the ghost ship and puts a bunch of its eyes all over it. And then we get a boat segment where we just launch a bunch of cannonballs at the ghost ship for a while. I, I remember this being a huge pain. The first time I played this game, but uh, it, you get enough health back just by shooting the projectiles that the ghost ship shoots at you. Also, just really want to really want to nail down that I am mad that they gave Tetra back to us for two seconds just to take her. Like, sure, it is kind of garbage. Don't even. Yeah, it, it, it. Like I said, I was fine with her. Just like, hey, she'll be fine. My magic is is probably going to work. Let's finish this, you know, sort of thing. Or, you know, give it a minute. Like, if she had just stayed under the boat, I don't know. I'm I'm mad. Brian, you mentioned that there was going to be a boat section at the end. So I went through and I actually changed up my boat parts, (laughs) tried to get a little bit of extra health, and completely unnecessary. You can regain health just by shooting the orbs. Um I was okay with this section for the most part, but the thing that stressed me out is that you're constantly trying to shoot and hit these targets, and you can see them on the map, but then there's also the orbs. So, like, sometimes you're, like, shooting, and you can't see the orb coming because you're just, like, trying to shoot this other thing. Yes. And so it's like, okay, well, did this need to be this tedious? That's the the theme of the game. tedious. Did it need to be this tedious? Yeah, this nope. tedious. Did this need to go on for this long? Did there need to be this many waves of these phantom night guys? No. But we do that enough, and then we get on deck of the ghost ship. We get up there, and then Bellum immediately grabs us, and we drop our sword. And Lineback is there just by himself, and he he picks up the sword. He, he he's like okay and I, I was honestly thinking i'm like oh this might actually be kind of cool if we have just a little lineback gameplay thing here yeah or something. i knew it wasn't gonna um, happen but uh because even i forget i forgot a lot about how all this ends and uh 
Like for half a second, I got my hopes up that we'd get a linebacker bit, but I'm like, no, they're not going to let us do that. No, he he does he does a bit here. It helps get us loose. Uh, and but it immediately he then gets snatched up and drops our sword. His ship and, gets destroyed. Yeah, his uh, ship gets destroyed. Uh, well, gran- and Grandpa was on it. Yeah. Uh, so if I liked Grandpa, Grandpa I would care. Is presumed dead. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, but what happens here is then he gets he gets grabbed by Bellum, but in a different way, where Bellum starts to merge with him. Yeah, and it gets weird. Bellum's just where... like hanging on, and like, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll possess another thing. It's a real parasite Eve but... moment. Yeah. There's mitochondria involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the Phantom Linebeck. <laughs> this is this is Phantom Linebeck that we are fighting now. Now we do get one last little scene before his like face gets covered up that it's his head, but it looks kind of weird. It's all purple. Um Yeah, it was like it looked like he was floating out at sea like a corpse or something like it was just yeah. like this bloated corpse looking thing. It was thing. super weird. It was very uncomfortable when I saw it and I was like I don't remember any of this man. <laughs> but then it just gets covered up and then our 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 next final boss here is just a phantom again. That took me Ugh. a while to figure out what even the heck they wanted me to do. So, so yeah. Go ahead. I will say he is aesthetically just another phantom just another dark knight but i mean at least conceptually he was kind of cool and I, I i dig the whole um i think they were too on the nose with it because they literally say look at the top screen but i i dig the way that this uses the top screen in that you can't um in order to hit him in the back you have to look at the top screen because Ciela's like showing you whether or not the eye is open, whether or not he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I dug that. Um, the only thing that was frustrating was you still have to, you know, still have to hit him. You still have to time freeze him. And mm-hmm. doing that time freeze was hectic enough, but now you have an enemy that can actually hit you. So. Mm-hmm. And you can mess up your, your hourglass drawing and the eye will close when you don't realize it and you've done it too late and then you have to do the the cycle over again also yeah the the fact that they're using the top screen again is just so much more insult to the the mini boss the fact that there are no mini bosses in here and they're just another dumb fight that there's they could do so much more they could be cool mini bosses they were cool bosses sort of for the most part, why not have just like Hrumph. Ah, ah, Hrumph. But yeah, I mean that's basically it though, is that we have to freeze time, hit him in the back where his eye is open. You keep doing that, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not I don't that's I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they do kind of add like a little extra layer in that you have to you know, free Ciela every turn. And he does this weird spin attack that yes. I couldn't dodge. I just took the hits. Um, 
but I I I got away like once. I did. I didn't get hit at all. No. Well, I wonder I if mean, I wonder I was, if you had done your spin attack when he was doing his, if they would have just been like clang clang clang, you just bounced off each other every time. And you mentioned the spin attack, the, the super spin, and that's what I was wondering. Do you just is that the solution? And I just didn't know that was an option. I didn't even I didn't even try it. Uh, also, I was really hoping that I was going to get super powered sword and just wail on him like I had before and do this in like two cycles. And the problem is, is his, the hitbox for his shield or something just constantly gets in the way. And so I was able to get like two, even just two spins. Cause you, you need three to activate the, the massive tornado of wonder, the hurricane. And um, yeah, I couldn't, I could never even get the super duper spin off like off maybe i did it once but because i would just i kept hitting his shield hitbox and it it sucks that like doing a spin attack should work and it doesn't work because it it collides with the rest of his model in some way and it's so disappointing so awful so that's bit that's it we beat bellum um for real this time you think that's it it's that's it that's um and so we are this is this is our 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 end scenes here where um lineback wakes back up he has like some memories of what he was doing (laughs) Uh, yeah he feels bad he, he feels bad about it and then we get to see Oceus is still alive, and not mm-hmm. only that, he has taken back his his true form. A big old. I love whale. his. I, I love his bushy whale eyebrows. Yeah, he was a giant whale, and also, apparently, we're in another dimension. What? This I, is all a dream. So, when we okay. When we jump onto the ghost ship at the beginning, and then we fell off. Yeah, the implications of this are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Where, like, what happened that we got sent down the same portal that Zelda went through? We were, like, inside the Fortnite circle somehow, and so we got... I don't know, because so, she she falls prey. I I guess she must have run into the four sisters right away and imprisoned somehow. Whereas we were just in the the purple cloud, but not on the ship, and so we got dropped into the water of the new dimension. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I hate it. Coming in contact with the ghost ship itself is what transports you over to the other side. That's the gateway. Okay. Not that the sisters had to bring you in is yeah how it seems and majora's mask it was very obvious that we had like gone to a new place mm-hmm. you fall down this pit where some interesting things happen and then you walk out into an area and you're just like oh everything oh. seems normal but it's kind of weird like why did we how did we end up here mm-hmm. 
in this place, like, yeah, you just wash up ashore on a on an island. Yeah. In this island world that we're in. Like, why would we think we're in a different... Why did it need to be we're in a different dimension? It needed to be you, because... You, you missed the jump, too. That's why you ended up in, like, the water on the island. You, you missed your jump, and now you're... Yeah. Uh, it needed to be because it makes no sense that there'd be an ocean king and him not know about Hyrule being underwater. Mm-hmm. When they were describing this, it still didn't click with me because I was under the impression like, oh, they must have come here into this, into our dimension to stop a thing. Yeah. And then it's not even, even straightforward. It, it took the very end, the ve- the post credit scene before I realized, oh, we Tetra and ourselves are the only people that went to another dimension. Mm-hmm. But but then they also say something about they have a door too and like we're about to leave and you're going to leave too and like I I couldn't keep any of it straight. And 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 I was really hoping that cuz at first when I'm like wait, they're not saying what I think they're saying, right? They're not they're they're not saying that this was all a dream, are they? Not exactly. Lineback also got his wish. Oh yeah, he gets a wish. That's right. His wish was he just wants his boat back. It wasn't to had that... to have lots of money. In which case, he could make a new boat. He could get a new boat and, and not yeah, let a twelve-year-old design back. it for him. So it's got a big demon head on it. He could make his own boat it at that point. It is so cool. It uh, is, yeah, it is so rad. My boat's my boat's so bad, man. So extreme. But uh, that that is it. We do get a scene at the very end after like the the credits where we are told that our original shipmates from the beginning have only been waiting for ten minutes for us to come back. Ten? Why? Why the ten? Why not know. just like, dude, you were gone, and then we're like, we dropped anchor, and like. Now you're back. It's only been like a minute, dude. Why Why 10 minutes? Yeah, who knows? And then that's it. Uh, the, the ghost ship disappears. We see, a, we see a little boat off in the distance that looks just like ours that we had with Linebeck. Just so like our Play-Doh boat. Here. <laughs> just um, like our fully customized, chaotic, aesthetically nothing matches boat because none of the pieces are like actually easy to find they're all random in the world Mm -hmm. and then that's it the end uh there is phantom hourglass we're done and i i i will never play this game again (laughs) i have no desire to return to this zelda game i yeah i'm probably not ever going to do it either (sighs) and i kind of like it look Brian, I'm going to let you close out because you'll have the most positive to say, I guess, on it. But, like, I just... Okay, music's great. Though, coming out of the DS, it sucks. (laughs) Also, (laughs) the the fact that they're doing, like, a take on Wind Waker music just, like, boils my blood. Like, I just want to hear the Wind Waker music. I <laughs> just don't yeah, even see, do I it. I like that. I love it, man. Yeah, do do different versions of it. Like, yeah. this is their songs. Um, But 
I just I, I hate the control of this game. I hate I hate interacting with this game. It's just it's infuriating that the design choices they they made on here are just bad choices and for and for the wrong reasons. Like they it's not it's just it it's not how I, everyone looks back at this the same way. You know, even even you Brian, you're you're going to be the one saying like, "Oh, there's these great things about it." But you fully acknowledge this was a dumb way to make a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And it's not a sequel to the game that kept being like, it's a sequel to win. No, it's not. It is not. It is absolutely not. I mean, it's as much a sequel to Wind Waker as Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina. Like it is this where we, we transplanted this one character, the, the main character that you liked a version of them and put them in a game that's like it, but different. And we made a game out of it. Like, yeah, but it's not, you know, I no no one, the controls yeah. are consistent from one game to another, and that and in that case, like nothing, almost nothing is consistent except for Link is here, and there's water, and that's really all I care to say on it. Like I think I've made it made it clear on this. I don't like this game in my rankings. This is at the bottom. Mm. Period. Um, it's my least favorite Zelda game I played. And it it makes me upset because I love this series so much. <laughs> and I've I've played and we have done enough of the Gaiden games where I'm like I don't like this game. I think this game is garbage, but I'm fighting through it. Um, but and I'm getting that that feeling with this too. And it's a Zelda game, and it hurts me. And so like I don't want to I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> but BC, why don't you why don't you tell us how you feel about this game? I still liked it more than Oceanhorn. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So, I mean, pros are, like we said, music. Some of the, the comedy is pretty good. Um, I think we talked about it throughout, but the boss fights, I love like that they got creative with the boss fights and how they used both screens. I think... yeah. There was a lot of cool work done there, but everything else is just like not fun to do. Switching items that way is not fun to do. And I think um, you could have made it so that everything could be done with the stylus, but allow people to use other buttons. Even just adding a yes. button to switch items would have made a world of difference. And it's not like they don't have functions for some of the buttons. You can hold L or R, depending on your handedness, uh, to pull up your item. You can bring down the map with buttons. It wasn't like they went full-on stylus. You're still using buttons. So I feel like they could have made some of the buttons that they did use more functional, and it would have been a better game. But it's just not fun to do. And more often than not, controlling with the stylus, like the game got in the way of itself, whether it be like hitting something in the UI that you didn't want or, you know, spinning around (laughs) while you're trying Mm -hmm. to do something Mm -hmm. else. Uh, Mm -hmm. It just, yeah, it, it works against itself more often than not. I I think if they had, uh, 
let you move with the D-pad <clears throat> and only control weapons and stuff, that would have been fine. Because then switching weapons, you can keep walking and moving towards stuff and multitask. Be like, I'm going to need this weapon here in a second and stuff. And then you can keep the shoulder button to activate the weapon while you're moving around. Because you just could control, you know, I, I don't like how much this game was made by committee. Like, you can just tell that no one had a clear vision for this game or someone had a clear vision for this game and they weren't allowed to do it because there were so many things that, like, a, a, a wish list, a mandatory wish list that was just added to by probably four, five, six different people. They're like, you need to have these things in there. And it it's it's such a detriment to, like, it... it, it the I, the Nintendo philosophy of make sure it plays good is sort of there because I feel like I to me I feel like controlling sometimes is okay, but it wasn't the it wasn't the actual basis. The actual make sure this is a good thing before we move on was not done. This game is like when you see those articles where someone is just like, this person made Mario 64 in VR, where you're like, you would never play that game in that way. <laughs> like, why would you make that? Like, it's not designed to be played that way, mm -hmm. and it's going to be bad. <laughs> like, you're needlessly taking a formula that is, like, set in this certain way, and you're being like, yeah, but what if we, like... What what if I beat Dark Souls with a DDR pad? Right. Like it's that's what this is. Like wouldn't that be good? If you were able to move yourself around. I feel like someone could have had a vision for this game that that was the thing and 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 like Miyamoto or I'm going to say Miyamoto. But Miyamoto or or Aonuma were like, no, they want, like, you have to control this, com be able to play this game completely with a stylus. And someone should have pushed back and said, I don't think that's a good idea. I think in from an accessibility standpoint, it's cool to have a Zelda game. You can just play with one hand, but it would still have to play well with one hand. And it doesn't. Right. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, and that's someone I keep talking about is Fujibayashi. So, because th there's even a, a director over that him, like, and I don't. Yeah, he's the uh, sub director. Daiki Iwamoto is director. Uh, this is how it's listed in the credits. Uh, Fujibayashi is listed mm -hmm. as sub director. I think he's actually the director of the game, and whoever uh, the person over him was just put there to be over him. And then Aonuma's over that guy. And then Miyamoto's over that guy. And then there's also some people towards the end. I hold on, let me look at it real quick here. Um Well, here here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't know with with the way that Nintendo does their stuff, especially the way they used to do their stuff, it it's not they don't follow the same conventions in terms of game development that we we're used to mm -hmm. where when we translate it to something like a, like making a movie or writing a book or something like that where we know like this was the main writer and then they had an editor and a publisher would come in and then for yeah. movies you have a writer then you have a director then you have someone that does like director of photography it, yeah it doesn't you have work these that things way. and Nintendo tends to like we can look back on it and see like they would all just be in a room 
and they would have these ideas, but then someone would be taking the lead. And after the fact, they would be like, all right, what's my title in this? Right? Yes. Yes. Their, their, their titles are, that's why he's known as a, is called a planner early on. Like, mm-hmm. but when, when, when we look back on it, people are like, yeah, the guy who directed this game, the guy, you know, Fujibayashi and this person from Capcom directed these three Capcom games together. But, like, this game towards the bottom has uh, a progress manager. Um, and then supervisors, like Yamada's a supervisor. Tezuka is a supervisor on this game. Uh, uh, someone else I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, Toshiniki uh, Nakago is someone I, I... That's not a name I'm familiar with, but there's there's three supporters and then a a progress supporter and then a guy above the uh Fujibayashi and then Aonuma who oversees Zelda at this point and then Miyamoto because Miyamoto's got to be there because Miyamoto's Nintendo and so like this is like I'm going to stick to that headcanon of there's just too many people saying too many things and a, and it in an uncharacteristically Nintendo way this game comes out a mess well, look, and you always have to remind yourself, this game was meant to sell DS. Exactly. This was not, this is like, this is a, they they wanted to sell the DS in the, in the best way that they could. It's like early on with the 3DS, they were constantly pushing, everything has to be 3D. We have to focus on 3D. By the end of it, they were like, okay, it actually isn't that big a deal. You know, this this came out still like somewhat early in the DS life. So they were still trying to be like, these are all the things that the DS can do. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of it, it was not that big of a deal. Uh, yeah. The touchscreen just became a map or a couple extra the, quick buttons the, or the something DS like that. The DS wasn't an institution uh, yet. Yeah. Where like we and, kind of knew the rules for like, here's, here's kind of what you need in a DS game, you know. Um, this this is a failure of Nintendo in general yes. at this time that they they were still trying to be as different as they possibly could with these things and for the better of it you know we still got we got weird Nintendo out of a lot of stuff and weird Nintendo is the best Nintendo in my opinion <laughs> and so we still got those things and that was great but looking back on it they took this series and basically crapped out this gimmicky game that wasn't worth it. Like it doesn't sit on the timeline the same way all these other games do. It does yeah. like, and I'm not saying like timeline. Oh, let's talk where it sits. I'm talking about like in terms of the like the the grand scheme of all of these games. It is just not up to the quality of yeah. even some of the lesser games. No, this is this is it's still at the bottom of my list. Like I, I have problems with the uh, the Oracle games. I think their overworlds are a mess but their dungeons are just some of the like most complex interesting 2d overhead zelda dungeons that we we've ever gotten Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this is just a total letdown on in terms of dungeons also a total letdown in terms of overworld um i personally really love the temple of the ocean king because it's just a it's just a brain puzzle to me and and you know just the you know checking my notes and stuff like i i enjoy trying to and and i think also the timing mechanic on it 
it gives me something to shoot for. And so I can stand in those safe areas for, you know, two, three minutes if I want to. And I don't feel that bad about it because my time's not going down. And that number is all I really care about. I want to I want to try and be efficient. And so I can just sit there and treat it like a, a, a puzzle and figure it out. But that's about it. I don't necessarily mind the way it controls. I just know it could be so much better. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it. Do we have any? If BC, do you have anything else? Nope. I mean, also just the not only the timeline, but the actual timeline. Where like I didn't even think about the fact like this falls on the Wind Waker time. Yeah, I guess it sort of does, but it's a it's an alternate T- reality. Ten minutes. It's yeah. It, took, it, t- it takes up <laughs> ten minutes on the Wind Waker timeline. It's garbage. Anyways, that wraps up the Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass. Uh, for our next season, our guiding game is going to be Ocean Horn Two: Knights of the Lost Realm, a sequel seven years after I think the first game. So this one looks largely different than the original Ocean Horn. Uh, hopefully, we enjoy it more. <laughs> Not to say that the, the the last game was terrible per se, but. There were there was room for improvement, and let's see if they took that opportunity. Indeed. For our first episode in Oceanhorn 2, all we're going to do is finish the first island. Go ahead and start the game up, get a little bit of story lore thrown at you, and then run around and kill some things and collect some things, as you would do in a Zelda-like. We also haven't done this yet, but we've been meaning to. I want to give a shout out to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Thank you goes to Genova, Rutger, Termatin, Miss Dino, Jitterbug, Todd Hunt, Fox with two X's, Tyler J. Hebblewaite, Cody Jarbo, Michael Fontaine, Donald Fuller, Lisa Slack, and Colleen Rooney, thank you all so much for your support uh, throughout this this year that we launched it. This has been uh, a lot of fun being able to interact with all of you, and we are so thankful for the support. If you want to support us as well, go over to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Donate as little as a dollar or more a month. Get access to special stuff in our Discord. Get a shout out on the episode. Get to vote on our future guiding games once we wrap up Oceanhorn 2. The patrons are going to get to choose what game we play in between the mainline Zeldas. If that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, again, patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Thank you once again to our patrons. Thank you to Brian and BC for spending time with me playing all these Zelda games. I love them so very much. Even when it's a game like this, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad I could check it off my list completely this time, but that wraps up the Zelda. We're going over to Oshorn two, finish those parts that I said in the first Island. Then we'll be back here and talk about it on chat of the wild. Gaiden. Gaiden.